Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, we're excited to have you as a guest of the Build Your Success Podcast. Here at the Build Your Success Podcast, we like to build you so you can build others. We do that through our coaching and training events, but we also do that with some great guests we bring to the show. I'm excited today to have Alexis Hasselberger with, with us. And let me tell you a little bit about Alexis. She is a time management and productivity coach who helps people do more and stress less through coaching workshops and online courses. Her pragmatic yet fun approach helps people easily integrate practical and realistic strategies into their lives so that they can do more of what they want and less of what they don't want. Good priority there. Alexis has taught thousands of individuals to take control of their time, and her clients include Google, Lyft, and others that you'll recognize. So welcome to the show today, Alexis. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm looking forward to it. Well, it's great to know that you're helping us with this thing that we all consider very precious time. And, uh, you know, you hear different theories about time management, and you can't manage time, you can manage time. I think we all have the same amount of space and we need to be cautious of how we use it. And I think that's kind of the theme of, the, of what you do. Yep, I think you're totally right. You'll hear people say, oh, it's not time management, it's attention management. It's all semantics, right? It's how do we use the 24 hours we got each day? That's great. Before we get going with your specific stuff, let's talk about leadership because that's our podcast. What does leadership and being a leader mean to Alexis Hasselberger? Being a leader to me means being able to support the people around you to meet their own goals, right? To be there to be able to support, encourage, um, provide uh, provide troubleshooting and advice if needed and requested, right? Um, but really to provide a, an environment where people can reach their potential. That is great. I love the fact that you say when invited, when asked. You know, sometimes we don't always have to give our opinion, but it should be something when people ask us to do that. Then we can lean in when they ask for our help. Uh, You talk about coaching people towards their own solutions. Love that idea. In fact, I think most of us have our own answers within us. We just got to kind of pull them out either through coaching or through our own uh, time and study. So give us a little more detail on how you help individuals uh, work towards their own solutions. Yeah. So I think that when, you know, a lot of people have read books about time management, about productivity, et cetera, and then felt like utter failures when they tried to implement whatever it said in this book and realized that like, for whatever reason, it just didn't work for their life. Although lots of times they're thinking, oh, it's me, I'm a failure. That's why this didn't work. Like, because I can't get up at 5 a.m. every single morning and like have a calm coffee before my kids wake up, like there must be something wrong with me. Right. And so I really approach each engagement when I'm working with someone from a position of knowing themselves better exactly as they are. Right. Because it's much easier to build solutions around who you are than to try to bend and fit yourself into to any sort of box. And so, you know, of course, as a coach, I have lots of different solutions and ideas, et cetera. And I'm working with people to try to figure out, knowing what they know about themselves and about their life circumstances, what solutions are going to fit into their lives that they can use sustainably so that it doesn't require like excess willpower and motivation all the time. 
Wow, I love that idea to kind of mold it to fit the person. Uh, the strategy that you do is going to be custom and suited for that individual. You know, during show prep, I watched one of your videos and it was about how, how something works for some people and doesn't work for others. And I found as I asked that question about leadership, leadership is almost like DNA. Everybody's got their own answer for that question. In fact, we lead differently. And I've, you know, I've put together a book of 40 authors and I'll let them all write about principles of leadership. And can you believe they all had different things to write about? And I, I think sometimes when we talk about principles and laws and rules, uh, not everybody's going to fit into the mold that we cast. So I, I like that idea. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's a lot more forgiving, right? <laughs> exactly. So you are, are a guru at this. You say unpack the myth that we can do it all. I love this because we cannot do it all. We definitely need others to help us. And some things we just need to eliminate from our schedule. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So I, yeah, you have hit the nail on the head. I could not uh, agree more with this. And so essentially the one thing that I work with, with every single person that kind of comes into my orbit is this idea that somehow they're going to get to the end of the list, right? <laughs> that somehow one day there will be nothing left. And I just think that so much of getting a sense of control over your time is understanding that one, like there will always be more to do right? You, me, everyone else, we could all work 18 hours a day and there would still be a full day's work tomorrow. And we could do this every day for the rest of our lives, right? Like we could just work, work, work. There would always be things to do. And so when I work with people, I try to uh, help them understand that there is not, there's not an end and that the end would be boring, right? Like if we got to the end, we would have nothing to strive for. It wouldn't be very interesting. So instead, our goal is to try to figure out how to prioritize all these things in such a way that we can feel good that the things we did today were more important than the things we didn't do. And that the things we didn't do is not because we ran out of time or we forgot or they slipped through the cracks somehow. It's because we chose not to do them in lieu of something else that was more important to us. That is a great way to filter through all of the things that we, the goals and ambitions we have throughout the day is to, to realize some things can fall by the wayside. They, they became less important as the, as the day progressed. So that, that's good. Uh, also, you said about how autonomy and agency are the crux of our feelings and control over our life. And what happens if you don't have that? Uh, I love this thought that we're in control. Hey, you, you have your own thoughts. You got your own ideas. You, you are in control of your schedule. So, so talk in the, and unpack that for us. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, if we look objectively, some people have more objective control over their schedules than other people, right? Like if you're an entrepreneur, a consultant, uh, you know, uh, in leadership at some company, right? You're going to have a little more like actual control, right? But that doesn't mean that, and also it, do, it doesn't mean you feel like you have that control, right? It can feel like you don't at all. And, you know, there may be people in positions where they have less, uh, they, they, they do have less control over like, when can they schedule meetings and things like that. And I think that all of that is a little bit moot because what is important to us as human beings is feeling that we are sort of in control of our own destiny, whatever that may be. And so I think of this from a perspective of there's only two things in life you can ever control. And I can quote my mom because she said this to me endlessly growing up. And now I say it to my kids, much to their chagrin. But the only things you can control are your own actions and reactions, right? You can't control anybody else. You can't control the environment you're in. You can't control what's happening around you. You can control 
how you react to it and what you put out there into the world. And so when, when we can start to realize that I do have some of this control, right? Because I can control myself. And in fact, nobody else can control me, right? There are certainly consequences to certain actions that I may have, but nobody can control me. Then you can start to make some inroads into figuring out how, you know, where are the areas of your life where you do have a little more control? How can you feel as though some of that time is yours? Or, you know, how do we move things around? And I think a lot of times when I work with people, it's around learning to actually voice some of these things, right? That, you know, something that comes up all the time is people will say, well, this meeting is at, um, you know, it's at 8 a.m. and it's really a bad time for me because that's when I'm getting my kids to school. And so I'm always kind of half listening from the car. And, you know, I'll say, well, have you have you asked if this meeting could be moved? And they'll say, like, no, no, of course not. There's like three other people in this meeting. And so I think a lot of times it's really saying, hey, there's a way that you could ask if this meeting could be, you know, maybe we'll experiment with doing it at 10 a.m., see if that works for other people. The worst thing that can happen is they say, no, absolutely not, <laughs> right? We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict? reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. But if you ask things in a certain way, you can realize that, oh, you have a little more control than you think. That is so true. And, and you know, you think about that. If we don't know, if we don't ask, we'll never know. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you, you could ask the question, they might, oh, I was hoping somebody would ask that question. There right. may be other people facing the same struggles you are when you finally ask the question. They, they reveal that. You know, a friend of mine's always told me, so we do what we want to do. And I, when I hear you talk about how we have that autonomy, uh, yes, there are. You've you've agreed to be work for your business. You've agreed to do things in your company, but you've made that decision, and you either live by that or you or you change your mind. We have the ability to change our mind as well, and yep. and and you can actually. Well, one thing I've had to learn is I can be authentic and still change my mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Every decision is not set in stone. You know, every decision is a learning opportunity about what comes after. And exactly as you said, you can change your mind. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. And, and give yourself the, the freedom to change your mind. You know what? Just because you told someone something a week ago, now you've changed your mind. Maybe if, if it's real important to you and them, maybe you make them aware that you changed your mind. But still, just give yourself that ability. that It'll reduce this stress that you're talking about with time and how we commit to things. Right, so, right. And I, yeah. Oh, sorry, go so ahead. That leads to another spot I had highlighted on your application. And for our listeners, anybody that ever wants to be a guest on our podcast, you can go to our website, buildcs.net, fill out our guest application, tell us what you're going to share with our listeners, and we'll consider you to be a guest. But here, Alexis said, being more intentional about how you spend your time. I think this is very valuable. You know, sometimes, uh, at least in my experience, I get to work and I get a list from other people of what I'm supposed to do today. So uh, being intentional about your time is very important. Let's talk about that for a few minutes. Yeah, I think you're, you're totally right. I mean, how being intentional allows us to feel that control, 
right? There's there's something that I call letting the day happen to you, right? And I bet you and all the listeners have experienced this before. I know I have, which is where you show up, you open your laptop, you open your email, and then all of a sudden it's 5 p.m. <laughs> and you didn't get anything crossed off your list, but you've definitely been busy all day long, right? Things have been coming towards you. You've been handling them. And at the end of the day, instead of feeling like proud of what you've accomplished, you feel like, man, nothing got moved forward. I did all this stuff, but it was like other people's priorities. It wasn't my own priorities. And so I think that one of the things that we can do uh, just tactically to help us to be more intentional is to separate the planning from the doing, right? And so for me, this means often, you know, planning for tomorrow, today, right? So looking at, you know, the end of the day, looking at your calendar, looking at your task list, deciding like what fits into the time you have available tomorrow, right? Um, what is going to fit in, you know, that spot you have in the morning? What's going to fit between these two meetings in the afternoon? Do you have enough time to answer your email given all of this? And so really thinking through like, what does a good plan look like for me tomorrow? Because when we do that, then we are much better able to evaluate the incoming items, right? So now we have incoming items and we actually can compare apples to apples and say, oh, does this thing that's coming in now, is it more important than what I had intended to do? If so, rightfully move your plan. And like, that's a good change of mind. That's a good decision. And if not, tactfully push back on that thing, put it till later, plan for it later. Um, being able to be more intentional about this stuff makes us feel better because we are more in control and we get more stuff done, right? Because just as you mentioned at the beginning, there's a lot of stuff that comes along that feels kind of urgent in the moment that in fact never needs to be done, right? That in two weeks, everyone will have forgotten about, including us, you know? And so there's just so much fluff in our, our workloads that I think that that kind of intention of how we spend that time feels better. Just like, um, you know, it, even in our off time, if you go and you say, okay, I'm really excited about watching this one show on Netflix. And then you go watch it. Like that feels good. You feel like ah, I watched the show I wanted to watch. If you go onto Netflix and you're like, browse, 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 what is there available? Like, oh, it's playing something for me now. I guess I'll just watch it. Like, how do you feel at the end of that session? Not as good. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy how you can get so busy uh, doing things as you alluded to that the, the emails can come in and change your direction. The, the you know watching something, learning, learning, even learning things. You know, if you're if you're on LinkedIn and trying to gain some new knowledge, but if that distracts you from the main point, that then it's going to feel like you wasted your time, as you alluded to. So I uh, I was working with a one of my small business coaching clients uh, last week and. We were talking about the same issues. You know, it's, it's, you're not, it's not unique to you. Everybody needs to find better ways to use their time. But I encouraged her that, you know, create two lists for me, things you can delegate mm -hmm. and things you can eliminate. Yep. And, and I said, come back to our next coaching session and have took action items on, on two things you delegated and two things you eliminated. And, and yeah. it's astounding when we do that, we realize how that relieves time but also if you have other team members, how it stretches them to be able to support and help you with things that, you know, are just administrative that, that you, you know how to do really well. It's time to let someone else how to learn to do them. Right, right. And I think that for, for a lot of people, maybe in their, you know, their first leadership roles or even, I mean, even long into their leadership careers, right? We hold on to things longer than we should. And I think that it comes for from two reasons. I find this kind of 
being unwilling to delegate or to kind of let go. With delegation, I find that we don't delegate because it would be easier and faster to do it ourselves, which is true one time, but not true in the long haul, right? And then two, because we don't want to overburden people, which is what you're alluding to. And I feel the same as you. I think delegation, if we can flip that, delegation is a gift because it allows people, like the things that you and your role think are boring, right? It's something somebody else has not had an opportunity to master yet. And so I always think about this one client I had um, he was you know, a tech director at a big tech company. And he was like, oh man, like I have to do this talk at this tech conference. And I just don't want, I don't have time to do it. And he was like, okay, I, I delegate, I delegated it to my, I finally delegated it to, you know, my team member, but you know, like I feel bad about it. Right. I just put this big thing on him. And then after the conference happened, his um, the person who had delegated to came back and said, hey, I just wanted to thank you so much for giving me that opportunity. I don't know if you know this, but I'd really been wanting to speak at a conference for a long time. And this was the first time I'd had a chance to do it. So I just appreciate the faith that you put in me, right? And it was, it was like an aha moment for him because he was like, oh, like I thought I was giving you the bad stuff, right? I felt guilty about it. And in fact, I had given you a gift. Yeah. What you're speaking about, I've encouraged people many times, like, you know, you said uh, do it once. It's probably multiple times that they're going to do it and, and learn to do it. But when they do learn to do it, they may be better at it than I was. Yes. yes. <laughs> and so once you finally learn to to share with others some responsibilities and, and realize, well, now they, they have they actually have more time to to mm -hmm. concentrate on what they're doing than I was giving this task and right. they, they can do a better job at it. Uh, yeah. you, you kind of stepped on this. And so I'm going to just bring it back up. The, the helping people feel good about how they are using their time. Mm -hmm. so, so we talked about making them feel good about getting some new roles and some, yeah. some new responsibilities, but also about the way they're using their time. How do you make people feel good about that? So I think it really comes down to prioritizing, right? And to, to getting clear on what they want to be doing. And so one thing that I always do when I start any client coaching engagement is I have them track their time for a week um, with no judgment, just from the morning when they wake up till the time they go to bed, like what are they doing all day long? And what I find is really helpful about this process, you know, we, it sounds tedious, we only do it for like a week or so, um, but you, every single person comes away with really big ahas and the ability to answer the questions, what do I want to be doing more of? What do I want to be doing less of? And what was I surprised by about this, right? Because we think we know where our time is going but we don't, we don't know as much as we think we do because time is subjective, right? It's like when you're doing something you enjoy, it goes like that. And when you are doing something that feels like a slog, it feels like it takes forever. And so we don't actually have a great sense of that. So that's where I start with people because only once, you know, the answer is gonna be different for every single one of my clients, right? Nobody is gonna give me the same things, right? I mean, I, I remember I once was working with an attorney and she, she said, I work 80 hour weeks and I like it that way. Like I, you know, she had a couple of kids, like you might think, oh, she wants to spend more time with her kids. No, she wanted to be more, she was like, I spend a lot of time with my kids. I want to be more efficient during these work hours that I love. Right. And so I just think that starting there really allows us to customize for each person. Because if I, if we don't ask those questions about what they value, what's important to them, how they want to be spending their time, then how can we know that we're in the right direction? Yes. And yes, <laughs> that's wonderful. Being aware and conscious, you know, we started off with how 
people are different and, and how they value their time is different. And asking those questions about around what, what's your priorities? What, what do you want to focus on? I think that's amazing. Uh, so one of the last things I highlight in your application is prioritize their time in such a way that they feel good every day about how they choose to spend their time. As you alluded to earlier, that we've been dancing around this the whole time we've been having the conversation. But sometimes we get through at the end of the day, and we're like, what did I do today? Right. Where, where did the time go? And you feel unproductive, although you were busy all day. So, so let's talk about how to make ourselves feel better about the time we spend. Yeah. So I think that there is really this uh, connection between intention and action, right? And so when we set clear intentions for ourselves and then we are able to act against that, we feel accomplished, right? It's when other stuff gets in the way or that there's no intention in the first place where it feels like it's just kind of a whirlwind and we're hoping for the best. And so I, um, you know, I really think this also helps with the fact that, you know, our list will never be done, right? But we can create a subset for tomorrow. From that list of 500 items, we can create a subset of these are the most important things I need to do tomorrow, given the time I have available to move things forward. And when we do that, we are able to provide ourselves with that, um, that positive feeling of, of accomplishment. And we know when we're done which I think is really important because I think that when we, when we just have this big long list and every time we look at it, we're just cherry picking something that feels good to do in the moment. Uh, there isn't a lot of intention behind that. And we're kind of, you know, we're scrambling. And the, the reality of that too, is that because the list is still there and we haven't chosen in advance what we want to work on, on a specific date, we feel at the end of the day, like we're not quote done. Right. I mean, and of course we'll never be done, but we need to create artificial breaks for ourselves in there. Like, I don't know about you, but I want to do other things than working. And if I don't create that, um, that practice of diligence of saying, okay, here's what I plan to do. Here's what I'm going to do. Maybe I don't get every single bit done every single day, but I'm, I'm close. Then that allows you to disconnect in the evenings, to take a real break, to do whatever it is you want to do when you're not focused on working so that you can actually feel good about how you spend your time in all the realms of your life, instead of feeling like one area is getting short shrift. That, that is excellent. Great advice. You know, I've been trying to be conscious and intentional about the moment, being aware of the moment I'm in with, with my family, with work, with clients. You know, I may not have all the time I would like to have, but mm -hmm. the time I do make it quality and, and valuable to those I'm, I'm supporting and working with. Well, we have blown through the show today. A lot of, a lot of great things we spoke about and, uh, and time's gone. So, so if you want to find out more about time well spent, uh, Alexis, tell our listeners where they can find you, social media, websites, those type of things. And I've also brought it up on the screen here for those watching on YouTube. Perfect. Well, that's my website right there. And this um, URL time well spent. This is my uh, program, my coaching program, my group program. The, I only run it twice a year. And the next cohort is going to be starting in early September of 2022. And it is going to be available for enrollment towards the end of August. And so if you are someone who's like, yes, I would like to spend more of my time in a way that feels good to me, that feels intentional to me, then this program walks you through every single step of that from knowing yourself better to managing your tasks, to managing your calendar, to managing your emails, to provide you with a, a kind of a buoy 
underneath you <laughs> to support yourself so that your brain can do the things it does best and be creative and work on all this stuff. And so if that's something that you find uh, would be helpful in your life, go ahead and check it out. Um, and then you can also reach me at in, on Instagram, I'm at do.more.stress.less, uh, on Facebook at do more stress less, and on YouTube at do more stress less. Thank you so much. We'll include the uh, website in our, in our show notes where you can find more, more about Alexis Hasselberg. So that's at alexishasselberg.com. Alexis Hasselberger, I'm sorry. And uh, we appreciate you listening to the podcast today. Do us a favor. Go over to our website. Check out the services we offer at buildcs.net. Send me an email, brianb at buildcs.net. Or, hey, even give me a phone call, 863-800-9658. I would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to, to the podcast. Today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.